Hey guys, it's Regan Brandt with the Insurance Chatter, and today I'm here with the one and only Jeremy Gluck. And for those of you guys who have not met him yet, you are missing out because not only is he awesome at his job, but he's really, really fun. And I'm going to let him explain as he's walking up to the plate, what's kind of your plate song? What music's playing in the background, Jeremy? How are we going to get to know you a little better? It's going to absolutely have to be Chariots of Fire and just... Yes. In yes. I on everyone. It. We're coming. We're coming for you. Slow mo, slow mo. Ready for it? I can see it. I can see it. That kind of that kind of sums you up. So for those people who aren't blessed to know you, give us a little background. Where you live in? What's your story? What's your family life? So I currently reside in uh, glorious Cape Coral, Florida, Southwest Florida. Um, that's after spending my majority of my life in Colorado and Minnesota. So. I intentionally wanted to get out of the snow and cold and was fortunate enough to do that through uh, through the COVID period here. So, um, Nice. Nice. Is it just you or who's that? I, I know you got the little dog, which, you know, is that all the, is that your only housemate right now? Yes, it's not. I, Carlos and Coco are my little b- buddies. They're Bashans. They're wonderful dogs, wonderful companions. But I, I do have a lovely wife who's a, a reinsurance broker. Um, my oldest daughter's 26. She's a she's a doctor of pharmacy. My son's 23. He works for a big retailer, and uh, my youngest daughter is 20, and she's a in nursing school, and she's a junior. Okay. So okay. We've done fairly well. So you guys are keeping some of it in the insurance family, and so I always I always like to ask this because you know no one sense to the insurance industry. But I don't think anyone dreams like I'm going to grow up to be an insurance agent. I'm going to grow up to be a reinsurer. So how did you fall into insurance? Like, let's hear how it happened. You know, where where'd the magic start? For you? Yeah, so I went to school out in Colorado, and, and I was hell-bent on being a ski bum slash ski industry executive and had actually accepted a, a position for Crested Butte Mountain Resort, and it was great, and I was going to do that. And then out of nowhere, I've got some opportunities uh, to tie into some, some work I did in the insurance uh, space in college and was fortunate enough to have some some interest around uh, the reinsurance business, which is where I came okay. in into the space, um, which was great. I mean, this is literally the, the top end of our financial mar- market, and there's a lot that I learned at that at that level. So, um, yeah. No one, no one plans on it. I, I know like three or four people that actually on purpose have gone to the College of Insurance and, and, and maintained that position within the industry. So uh, definitely unique. Yeah, I was like three or four people out of maybe, you know, one million that have gone into the, the career path that way. So, well, so, okay, reinsurance. Then, you know, where'd you go from there? Kind of what evolved? You know, how'd you get into the role you're into today? Oh, that's, that, that's a great question. So, you know, I was involved in several high-profile property transactions. Um, a lot of the uh, competitors of ours today were customers uh, back in the reinsurance space. And I, I focus primarily in the affordable housing sector of the insurance business. You know, we do a lot of manufactured homes. We do a lot of specialty dwelling business, which is like rental, seasonal, vacant type business. But it's different. It's outside of the traditional HO3 or, or some of the other lines that a lot of carriers do. There's, there's very few uh, competitors, and we all seem to know what we're doing in this space. Okay. Okay, cool. So, you know, I always like to ask kind of as you got into it, 
was there like a boss or a mentor that kind of stands out to you that said, hey, this is what I want to be like. This is the right career path for me. I'm going down this road. Is there anything that kind of like stands out for you along the way? Yeah, there's there's been several people, I would say, along the way that, that have been very helpful in, in, in guiding where I'm trying to, to go as both a, an individual and as a business person. Um, you know, one of my first bosses or the presidents of my reinsurance brokerage company was a guy named Rod Fox. Um, Rod is, okay. for those people who know him, know he is all about winning, all about grinding harder than anyone else, you know, putting in that extra effort. And so from a perspective of a client advocacy perspective, I really learned that lesson that, you know, you have to put your customer in absolutely number one. And that's really carried forward to, to where we are today. You know, although, you know, our customers now are really more our insureds and our agency distribution partners, the same advocacy is critical. And, and so uh, learning that lesson early on, you know, I thought, I think was a, was a blessing for me, certainly. And, you know, you see things to do, things not to do. And, you know, we all evolve. We're all human. And, and that's as long as we're moving forward, I think that's a positive. No, absolutely. And, and that's one thing that, you know, I, I kind of keep echoing. I, I still I don't have as many years, I don't think, as you not to try to age you. But, you know, I'm only about 15 years into this industry. But. I will say it's full of great people and a lot of people that are willing to mentor you and take you along for the ride. So it's been something that, you know, I didn't anticipate, especially being a female and not knowing much about insurance when I jumped in. But it's definitely been full of really good people that, you know, want to help you out and advocate to do the right thing. Yeah. So. And you nailed on something, Reagan. You know, when I started, this was, you know, very old white men's club, you know, and. You know, there, there's some of that still today, unfortunately, but, you know, I think you're seeing a pretty, pretty nice shift uh, with a lot of senior leadership within our industry, you know, that are, that are female, that are, that are people of color, that are, that are, you know, otherwise wouldn't have necessarily had this opportunity, but there's now the sky's the limit in, in, in most cases. Totally. And so that's exciting for me, especially somebody with a couple of daughters, you know, that's really good to see. Yeah. <laughs> Women power, you you know, I'm all, you know, you know me well enough to know I'm all about that. So, you know, so before we dive in kind of to the business, I'm going to ask you one more thing. So, you know, what do you think kind of about your personality is really what's helped you excel in this career? You know, what are kind of some of your personality traits that have helped you get get further ahead? As you can tell, I'm pretty introverted. No, I'm not. (laughs) It's, you know, I'm an extrovert. It's pretty obvious. I get my, my energy from other people. I love this business because it's all about people. I mean, you know, you, yeah. there's no day of shortage, opportunity to, to meet somebody new, learn something new, et cetera. So exciting time, definitely. No, for sure, for sure. Now, um, for again, those of you that don't totally know you as well as I do, what is your exact current role? You know, what are you doing right now? What company are you working for? Um, you know, give us a little background so, on that. So I work for uh, K2 Insurance Services as our holding company. I'm the, I'm the president of Aegis General Insurance Agency in our affordable housing unit. And so and we're going to creep up on a couple hundred million dollars of affordable housing business. And so I... I currently Woo-hoo! manage that that environment. You know, it's different. We we we're no longer an insurance carrier, and if you look around uh, along the whole uh, group of K two, I think we now have twenty eight different individual units. Uh, but we're all specialty wow. program administrators, and so utilizing you know best in class blue chip balance sheet partners across all of our different programs, we're able to operate as if we're in a, an insurance company with claims and everything else through our TPA K two claims. Um, where we can really compete against against any traditional carrier, but it allows us 
the flexibility to continue to add balance sheets based on appetites, based on, you know, capacity and reinsurance and all those other things that, that take place. So, you know, I think we, I think where we are right now is, is a very neat place. Well, and I don't want to, you know, do some humble bragging for you, but I know you guys recently had an acquisition, right? And I think it makes you the, what, fourth, fifth largest mobile home rider in the U.S. Yeah, now? it'll put us at three or four, depending on how you count. You know, some of it's forced place, some of it's not. Uh, we recently acquired a $100 million uh, portfolio of renewal rights from American Reliable, uh, one of our competitors. And and so far, you know, a lot of those, a lot of the agents that had that business, um are also agents that we that we had previously within within Agents General, and so that's really moving nicely. Um, we're, we're proud of our partners. We're proud of our our internal operations and underwriting and, and IT teams that have, have put a lot of time and effort into getting this conversion process right. But no, it's it's definitely an exciting time for for our group and uh, and and also for K two. Yeah, that's the big time, man. So. Well, I'm going to dive into, you know, obviously one of those lingering, you know, problems that we have kind of in the insurance industry and basically just the world right now, the pandemic. And so, you know, I wanted to check over the last few years as we're heading into year three of this pandemic, you know, what really has changed in your business, changed, you know, with staffing, problems, issues, you know, highlights, anything that kind of stands out to you kind of surviving this this kind of weird time frame yeah no it, it's been an interesting time certainly for all of us just adjusting to you know how is this new work at home environment and you know we're used to going traveling and going to see agents and doing dinners and getting on airplanes and going to hotels and going through that whole process now some of that's starting to, to come back in and, and we're actually spending a little bit of a time out out now in the field with our partners and at, at events but the last couple of years were rough. You know, we really had to adjust. Um, you know, what what does a Microsoft Teams meeting look like? Oh, wait a minute, I have the wrong yes. background on. Hold on, I'm going to get on the Zoom call over here for this person. You know, it it, it it was it was weird, but I think that it's really now sort of equalized. And as we're as we're moving forward, you know, I'm focused on for my team. What's purposeful travel? You know, what are the identification of partners that are real partners? You learn a lot about people when yeah. you're just staring at them on a screen and it's, you know, you take all the other the other noise away. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that going forward, we're going to see a combination. You know, we're going to see a lot more, you know, of this. And you're also going to see just much more purposeful travel with, with partners and, and really focused instead of just checking the box to say, yep, I went and saw 16 people this, this quarter, you know, whatever. I brought them my there, cookies, yeah. you know, does that count for anything? It's like make it meaningful and impactful when you're yeah. with them. You know, our growth has been has been solid, you know, through this process. So we did, we haven't taken any hits that way. Obviously, no coverage issues relative to uh, coronavirus uh, from our perspective on, on the insured side. So that's good. Um you know, it's it's different based on geography. You know, a lot of the a lot of the affordable housing stock is is in the south, is in the, <clears throat> along the southern east coast, and so you know things have been a little bit different over the last at least year um, in some of those states than they have probably in in some of the northeast or the northwest states in California. Gotcha. Now, you know, I'm kind of a tech nerd a little bit. So, you know, through the pandemic, I know you mentioned Microsoft Teams, but has there any been any other kind of big pushes for your guys' company that said, hey, this has helped us make sure we're getting, you know, set up with this technology, anything you can't live without now? And you thought, how did we do this before? You know, anything kind of stand out for you? No, not really. I mean, I'd say that, you know, the, you know, the Teams and, and the Zoom and those type of things have been great. You know, I, I, I think... For me, what it's done is it's actually allowed me to probably just 
use that medium to have better conversations with our distribution partners. But overall, yeah. you know, the tech technology is nice, but you know, it's I'd still rather shake someone's yeah. hand, look right in their eyes, and and do good business with good people. Totally, totally. So I'm going to dive into the next thing that obviously has been blowing up. You know, the media, LinkedIn, and it's finding people to work, you know, and it seems like that's a big challenge right now for, you know, all industries. But I look at the insurance industry and I think sometimes it can be a turnoff for young people getting out of college. They're not necessarily applying. They don't see kind of the sex appeal for a lack of better word. And so, you know, a couple things. What are you guys doing to try to find talent right now? Yeah, it's, you know, it, it is an interesting time and I believe it is a little bit generational. I also think it's, you know, tied to just social media and, and the advancement of technology. It's, you know, people think that everything is glorious and you just get there, you know, and it, that's not yeah. true. You know, and it, you get there by working harder every day than the next person. And that's, that's it, you know. And so we're, we're looking at um, trying to get a little more specific in and around our industry. So, you know, what we joked about at the, at the onset of the of this podcast was people intentionally getting into insurance. Well, now, flash forward to where we are today, there are several really good institutions, really good universities that have tremendous insurance schools, insurance departments. So we're spending a lot of time with those folks trying to understand who could fit for us down the road. They've intentionally said they want to get into the insurance space. And so now it's yeah. our job to really push them, push them through. Um, you know, but not every not every job in the insurance business requires a college degree. You know, I mean, I think you know, much like we've seen over the last you know several decades, you know, people being kind of pushed to go to college. Well, not everyone fits at college. You know, some people are better off in trade yeah. school, and, and and so I it was interesting. I had a conversation with an agent the other day, and and I asked him the same thing. You know, where are you, where are you getting talent? And he said, I'm gonna be honest with you. I go to high schools and I go talk to guidance counselors. And I want to know who the class clown is who's not going to college, right? And she's grabbing those people and saying, hey, listen, you have an opportunity to use your God-given talents of, you know, being able to speak very well and, and have good people relationships. You just now have to get to work. And, and giving them the path That's to awesome. go to work, I think, is a, is a pretty neat way to do it. So overall, I would say that, you know, we can't rule out any channel for getting, you know, people that are going to do hard work. But you know real quick who's going to work hard and who's going to slough off. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think sometimes, like we talked in the beginning, you know, you think about gray hair and suits as kind of being the industry, and a lot of that is changing and evolving. And so, you know, one of the things that I know in the past we've talked about is just culture. And so I'd love to kind of hear, you know, how do you set that culture when you're out there recruiting, showing people, hey, this is the culture we set, the play hard, you know, win hard, work hard, you know, what are kind of some of those things that, you know, through the pandemic and, you know, going forward, what's your culture look like? You know, what is your teams looking like that you're putting together? Yeah, well, you, you, you ended on a team. And, you know, I, I was in several competitive athletics uh, events when I was younger. It was all about team. In the business world, it's all about team. It's, you know, trying to make sure you find and communicate with each other, you know, What's good, bad, what's ugly? You know, not everything doesn't have to be a knockdown drag out. You can have a disagreement with somebody with on your own team and still come out positive um, as to where where you know, you're moving forward. Um, it's everything to me. I want people to get along. I want people that help each other. I want people that care about each other. You know, it's not it's just work, but it's not work. Yeah. You know, every one of every one yeah. of my direct reports has a relationship with my family. They know my wife. They've been to my house. You know, we care about each other. 
that's different than just, hey, I go to work for ABC company, and they may or may not think that that's great. I think it's critically important totally. to understand, you know, what their kids are doing, what, you know, just know know enough about each other to care enough about each other to really make team, you know, the, the big driver within the culture. Which shows, I mean, you're obviously a great leader. You're leading, you know, by example, taking your team along with you. So if there is some young buck out there listening to this and trying to get into the insurance industry, what's kind of, you know, either some advice that you might give them or something that would stand out on a resume to you that would set them apart, you know, if you were kind of trying to to nudge them to get into this industry and, and help them along? Yeah, I would say it's, you know, it's, there's a group in the insurance business, uh, Brown and Brown Insurance, down in down in Florida here, and, and they claim a meritocracy is their is their culture. Well, all that really means is you're you get what you deserve. And so, you know, the advice, and, and I'll I'll share this from our our CEO Bob Kimmel, and he sits down and says, "Okay, you all started in the same day. Look left, look right. Work harder than the next person. Look left, look right." You're going to elevate. It's the old, you know, cheese in the in the butter. Yep. You know, you're, you're going to get to the top. It's it's not it's not fake. It's real. If you outwork and you and you commit yourself to excellence, you're going to get there that much faster than the next person. And this is an industry that, if you work really hard and you care about your partners and your customers, you're going to do really well financially. And so, you know. It's not the geeky old insurance of, of yesteryear. This is a real deal business, and there are a lot of people making significant, significant amounts of money. No, for sure, for sure. So now, you know, I'm going to kind of pivot, and I'm, I'm going to kind of pick your brain because, you know, it's funny. I've had some people comment and say way different things, so I'm going to throw these at you. So, you know, where's the industry headed? What's the first thing you think of when you hear insure tech? Oh, insure tech. I think of underwriting, <laughs> underwriting loss. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Partially. <laughs> Partially. I know I was going to say that that I hear that quite yeah. a bit, you know. I love so. it. I mean, it's all this is is different ways to try to skin the cat, right? And you know, obviously, the insurance industry has been around for for a long time, and um, people have tried a lot of different things. So overall, I when I think of insure tech, I think it's one of these things, you know, early stages where it's great, and a lot of people did a lot of hard work to you know to show the improvement in technology and how that would save time and effort and money from you know in the overall process and re- hopefully reduce expense ratios. The problem is, is you still have to have regular good old fashioned underwriting, and 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 it's not just underwriting. The big thing that people get lost on in this insure tech world is distribution. So we intentionally yeah. focus our distribution around people that know what they're doing. You specifically understand right. manufactured home or other affordable housing business, and we don't appoint people that don't, right? So I think where it's going to go is the technology will continue, but you're going to find that, you know, the ones that are very successful are the ones that are also ultimately focusing on underwriting profitability as well as technological advancements. And, and Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So next one, insurance disruption. You know, any any good idea is insurance disruption, and it's, you know, it's just a different name for for people trying to break into the business. Um, The insurance is a very disruptive industry, and a lot of it has to do with regulators that are causing said disruption. You know, it's not necessarily like, hey, we're going to come in and, you know, have a product here. It's it's things that they're not allowing um, us to do necessarily from an admitted product development perspective. Now, you can do more things on a surplus line side that's allow a little more flexibility, but I'd say a lot of the issues do stem from, you know, the impediments put in place by these different regulators. Regulators on it, for sure, for sure. 
So, okay, this is one I always kind of like asking people who've been in this insurance, you know, if tomorrow you could wake up and you could create any product, you could, you know, do anything in the insurance sector, you know, where do you see that biggest opportunity and what would it be? Yeah, that's a really big question. You know, I, I think we've been <laughs> seeing a lot around uh, the structure of entities. You know, as, as I mentioned, Aegis General is a specialty program administrator. You know, we used to be an insurance company with underwriting profitability, et cetera, et cetera. Things are shifting so dramatically right now that I think it gives, you know, gives people an opportunity to, to really rethink everything. Yeah. All right. Well, last, you know, I, I kind of want to see, you know, Again, insurance has that boring stigma to it, but I can tell you I've been to quite a few insurance events that are wilder than any party I went to in college. So I know if I've been to those, you've been to many more than me. So I'd like to kind of see, you know, what's like the best reward or best event that you've been able to attend to, you know, for insurance. And again, our listeners could be young, so let's keep it a little PG-rated gluck because I know how you Yeah, no, I appreciate that warning. Um, You know, I would say that, you know, a lot of them are just just really nice events. I mean, whether it's going to Pebble Beach, whether it's going to events in Hawaii, um, was able to go to the the Masters one year. It was really spectacular. So, you you know, you get a chance to do some really neat things. You know, we sponsor a lot of neat events for our partners as well, you know, where, you know, we'll take them to the Kentucky Derby or we'll take them to to various golf trips and those type of things as an incentive type type of situation. but. Sky's the limit. I've heard of a lot of a lot of pretty wild trips. You know, I, I think that we yeah. we do a lot with our partners. We don't feel like we have to, you know, try to jump to an unrealistic you know, environment here. But um, there's nothing, there's no shortage of fun to be had in this industry as long as you're doing the right things for your partners. No, for <clears> sure. <throat> All right. Well, in closing, you know, I want to give you kind of, you know, the, the elevator pitch. Tell us a little bit about... Where anyone listening to this, can they find you? What's your secret sauce? Why should they pick you guys to write their, you know, mobile home uh, business with? Give us kind of the, the high-level overview. Yeah, no, I appreciate that opportunity, Reagan. You know, <clears throat> Aegis General is, is, is completely committed to the affordable housing business. Not, not everyone can say that. I mean, we live and we breathe this. We're working with the national organizations, uh, uh, MHI and, and the likes of those organizations, a lot of the state-level organizations. And we're spending our time, you know, putting our money where our mouth is. We spend a lot of time in product development, talking to our actual distribution partners to make sure that lines up with their actual needs in the current market environment, which is rapidly changing. You know, a lot of our business is catastrophe exposed. As, as we've seen over the last, you know, several years, there have been a lot, a lot of severe uh, events that have, that have really caused, you know, a lot of people some pain. Um, and so... Um, you know, I, I would just say I think we're the best at what we do as far as fulfilling the promise to our partners and being completely transparent in our conversations around what we can do and what we can't do. Um, yeah, and, and yeah. then if you don't mind, just in closing, I've got a couple of things. I, you know, one of them is something we feel very strongly around, about um, at Aegis General, and we've, we've spent some time and a lot of money um, donating to a group called Community Incident Response. Uh, Community Incident Response is a group based in uh, Kennesaw, Georgia, uh, run by Officer uh, Michael O'Brien. And so shout out to the Kennesaw Police Department and shout out to to Michael O'Brien. They've got four washers, four dryers. They've got two showers. And after a major event's occurred, and this happened in Hurricane Laura, this happened in Hurricane Ida, this happened up in the Kentucky tornadoes, they're there right away. And all they're doing 
is making sure people are okay, making sure they've got the ability to wash their clothes and take a shower. And you would be surprised at how That's big awesome. a deal that is in the, after the after a major event. So. Oh, yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, hey, we appreciate that. We appreciate everything you're doing in the industry. We hope this turns some people on to realizing the insurance industry can be fun, can be rewarding, can be lucrative. And, you know, overall, it's a really good spot to land if you accidentally fall into it. So I'm happy to have you on the insurance chatter. We're going to get your plate song rolling. And, you know, if listeners run into you in the future, are you more of a, you know, beer, martini, margarita, or just straight up fireball shot kind of guy? You know, I, I'd go more on the fireball shot slash whiskey side, but you can't drink whiskey <laughs> all day, as I've been told. So um, one final shout out to Lost Run Pro. I know this is something you're near, near and dear to your heart and, and you're really proud of. And so we know a lot of our, our, part, our agent partners love it. And so, you know, we'll encourage folks to continue with the, the subscriptions. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, it was awesome catching up with you today, and I am looking forward to seeing you in person, shaking that hand soon, and I will definitely be buying you a fireball shot. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, Reagan. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Talk to you soon.